everybody. Hi, all. This is Alan Free, the old king of the Moondoggers, and a hearty welcome to all our thousands of friends in northern Ohio, Ontario, Canada, western New York, western Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Joining all us folks around the Cleveland area here will be thousands of listeners over in New York City and New Jersey. We'll listen to us over in Newark. We're just keeping it easy. We're hanging steady. We are actually broadcasting from not mom's basement. I know. But dad's garage. I think we've upgraded. Well, I think so, unless dad comes out here and thinks we're stealing all his tools. You know what, man? That might happen. And then we know what might happen. I've seen the fucker take power tools to some people that gets too close to his garage. That's why he won't ever open the door. I understand now (laughs) why you have that little twitch every time you hear a drill go off. We could be walking down the road, and some guy will take off a drill, and Justin's left. Keep start twitching on me. Like, what's wrong well, with Well, the you, things dude? that he used to attach on the end of that fucking drill are horrifying. Well, I'll tell you what. I had a girlfriend once. Well, let's not go there. Midnight Madness being brought to you by Sir Joe's Mort Wicker and Mr. T's Methamphetamine. Ever want to clean the ex-wife's trunk? Then we've got the meth for you, Mr. T's Motor City Meth. I pity the fool. This portion of the show is being brought to you by The Best Things in Life, which are still free with minimum purchase at participating dealers. <laughs> hey, we're here to have fun, and I'm glad you could spend some time with us. You know what, man? There ain't shit going on in sports. Super Bowl's over with. Baseball's like six weeks out. You know, nobody gives a fuck about basketball right now because it's way away from midnight or March Madness, and it's still in the middle of the NBA season. Hey, let me ask you something. Straight up, no bullshit. Kobe Bryant, what do you mean to you? I am 20 years older than you. You're from that generation. Tell me a little Kobe story. All right, first first things first, what what he meant to like me, and I would say my, my era of kids growing up, 
he was always a stud, okay? They they came up with a slogan called the uh, Mamba Mentality, right? Yeah. This guy, when he wanted to win a game, when he wanted to win a championship, he could just turn it on and he would do it. He almost had that Michael Jordan mentality. You see Jordan slouching in you put in him game. on the same level as Jordan? I, okay, now I can't put him on the same level as Jordan, mm-hmm. but can I say that he absolutely was the guy of our, our, our era until LeBron? He 100% was. Okay, now look, everyone wants to discredit him. He had Shaq. Well, look, when Shaq uh, went away, Kobe got a, got another ring. Shaq was older, too. But here's the thing is, Kobe had always been a good guy. I don't care about his controversy before because we've had this discu- discussion before. Pretty much like you're a fucking, you know, a player, a movie star anywhere. You're sitting in the VIP section of a club. Right. Every chick is trying to throw their pussy at you. Dig it, man. I've seen it personally. And then when you go home with them and then say, no, I... I don't know what really happened. But like, say he doesn't like give you money to go out the door man. with or whatever. I You're know. like, oh, all your girls are going. How do we get them? But besides that, I don't care what age you are. You absolutely have respect for Kobe Bryant, and that's not just because he just passed. Because as a ball player, he was never like the selfish motherfucking guy. And I guarantee, you, like, his coach would tell him. Just shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. So anybody wants to say he never passed. Right. But that was his job. That was his job. And um, my first job ever in broadcasting that I ever had was to gather audio from NBA for the Cleveland Cavs, you know. So before the game, he interviewed players. After the game, he interviewed players. I never had really a chance because Kobe was 96, he came. And I'm telling you... I, I don't know where to put him because here's the way I see Kobe. Like the fall away jumper is the best I ever so saw. So silky smooth. Best I ever saw. I'm talking Dr. J, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan. Best I ever saw Kobe Bryant's fall away jumper. But there was other parts of his game where I felt like either he deferred to other players you know, and took them as saying, it's your job to do that. I'm not doing it. Or he didn't have the capability to play the defense. I felt that Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you know, it, Kobe wasn't quite the defensive player at an elite level well, that those guys Let's were. just be honest, though. Offensive players, they get in that mindset to where they're like, they don't have to play defense, right? He would check you. He would be there. But that's about it. But let's just, like... About Kobe. Yeah, that's true. He was so right. smooth. But look, when he was a young player, he was also in the paint shitting on people. He he was literally throwing down some sick well, that, that's the damn sick dunks. He was great. He stayed with one team, which is very, very that's hard true. to do. Good point. Right. And let's just be honest. He, he was just a, a good man. It, it's sad you to know what? Go. I'll tell you what. That's a great point. And I don't think I've heard that enough in the mainstream media. You're right, Justin. Excellent point. This is the Hammer and Double D on Midnight Madness. Thanks for tuning hey, in. I want hey, to uh, listen. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is thought of as a Laker, but he won a championship and an MVP with the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Okay, Shaq was with the Orlando Magic and came to the Lakers. You know, and there's a lot of players like that. Kobe Bryant was a Laker from day one right. until he retired. Well, and, and that's you're right. There's a lot to be said about players like that, like Tom Brady right now. He's like, it's don't it's to Tom, be said. Don't do it. He's searching out free agency, right? He Tom, just wants to find out his value. But like, please don't tarnish your 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 shit by going to another team at this point, Tom. But look, let me say something about Kobe. Is this or how about the NBA in general? 
every every player, every new guy that comes out. I don't care if it's LeBron or if it's a new young kid. Uh, what the Zion. Zion. Everyone wants to try and start comparing to the top five that ever yeah, played the fucking right. game. Kobe, to me, it wasn't like, oh, he's better than Jordan. It was like, this guy is amazing. I don't know if anybody ever remembers, and I bet you still do it today. If you pick up a ball and you throw it up, you go, Kobe, because he just, he had that shot, right? Like, he he was the shit. Now, everybody doesn't have to match up with the number one player ever to play the fucking game. To me, like, hey, if you can help your team, like, how about the Detroit Pistons, the going to yeah. work, Detroit Pistons? What the hell Chauncey Billups, Rasheed. Yeah. None of them are the all-time greats, but in, in my book, no team was ever better than them. Well, I'll tell you what. This is the part of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the NBA that I covered professionally on the radio and in the press. And I am here to tell you the Detroit Pistons of Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, that gang, the bad boys. Here's the facts, Jack. I was standing on the floor. When When Jordan came down the lane in 1989 and he decided he wanted to dunk the ball, here's what happened. Blood. Blood. That team was trash. Do you know what it sounds like when somebody who is 240 pounds slams into a dude who's 280 pounds? Dude. It makes a sound. It, there's no pads involved. That this team was coached like this. Hey, we're not better than the other team, but we're going to beat your ass. Come on, one of them, them sisters you don't hit. You can't hit sisters, period. Remember in the old days when you could beat up a woman? Remember that shit back in the 20s? Guys just smack their wives in the movie. They and they'll just go, oh. You can't do shit like that no more. Women be taking aerobics and they'll fuck you up now. It's scary too, man. Especially a black woman. You hit a black woman, she lose her mind and shit. Seriously, they go crazy. You can have a real timid sister for a girl and smack it and be like, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. You don't hit me, goddamn. You don't hit me, shit. No, motherfucker, you don't hit me. You don't put your hands in my face. My father don't put his hands in my face. You don't hit me, man. Baby, please stop. Baby, please. Stop. Stop, baby. Hold up. Stop, please, please. Calm down, baby. Calm down. You don't hit me, motherfucker. Just get the fuck out. Throw you out your own house. You be so scared you get the fuck out too. That's some shit. You know you scared when a woman say get the fuck out your own house and you leave. You scared motherfucker. I had a girlfriend once. I smacked her and got all cool on it and shit. And then she got cool and it scared me more and shit. I just left. Cause I slapped and got macho and said, I didn't want to do that shit, baby. But you bought that shit on yourself. Don't make me have to do it again. You said, no, no, I did bring it on myself. I did. Um, why don't you just go to sleep? Got the fuck out. People are changing shit. Men are changing too, though. You, this shit that guys do now, you couldn't, that they didn't do 30 years ago. In the old days, man, you have an argument with your girl in the car. She said, let me out here. Man will say, no, no, we won't have any of that. Nowadays, a woman say that shit, do say, get the fuck out. This is Midnight Madness. Every once in a while, you got to invoke some malt liquor, throw in a little methamphetamine, and say what's 
gotta be said, man. What's up, mom, baby? Listen, hey, it's not my fault. Mickey's was out at the store, and I wanted you what, to catch your bars because you're this? better. So we got a little Saint, Saint Ides, all right? Ives? It's old school. This thing. is rancid like, shit. Back Holmes. in the fucking day, do you remember drinking um, Boone's Farm? No. Or like MD fifty fifty. No. Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Oh God. Dude, so look, I thought I'd bring back Schlitz malt liquor. You I thought I'd bring back every school malt liquor flavor and get the Saint Ides, dude. What the fuck is the Saint Ides? Is this some Canadian it's shit? Gonna, it's fucking you up. I guarantee it. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Almost Good Beer. Remember, Ed's Almost Good Beer was brewed in God's country when God wasn't looking. Kobe and the whole Kobe. the whole helicopter circumstance. I'll tell you what, Justin. Now you didn't you didn't listen to this shit, but the fact of the matter is, there's people listening to us right now that realize that. Air travel is a hell of a lot safer than it used to be. There used to be once a fucking week, some 727 go down in India, some 747 crash in Indochina or some shit, and it just doesn't happen anymore. So that's why it's so shocking what happened with Kobe. What the fuck? If it's foggy and there's... I lived in Los Angeles, dude. There's a place called Beverly Hills. Where they got a big fucking sign that says Hollywood. There's hills there. Don't... Fly a helicopter in the fog, you jackass. Well, hey, but listen, here's the thing is, I've been hearing since Kobe thing happened that there's, like, a lot of uh, rich families and shit, they will never, ever, if they're going taking their family on a vacation, they will never all fly together. For the w- one reason that. that if it fucking goes down, they're all dead, they will never fly together. Like, is Kobe, there something wrong with their car? Kobe, well, I mean, come on, bro, who wants to fucking... Fuck you. Let me tell you about this. Come on, man. Is this... I don't care how safe air travel is. I still cannot sleep on a motherfucking plane. Really? I I just don't fucking trust it. You want to hear something weird? I haven't flown. I mean, I was... I'm not going into it. But I had to fly back and forth from Cleveland to Los Angeles probably seven times a year. Okay? Right. And I haven't flown since 9-11. Have you? I have. What's uh, it like now? We flew like a fucking... Like, a couple days after. Oh, and they want to stick something up your ass? Or? Well, no. If In order for me to even get on a plane, I have to be heavily fucking medicated. I will. And I'm telling you, like, meta-fucking-case. Hey, you know and what? I still can't sleep. I, I'll take whatever it takes to go to knock my you ass You know what, man? Here's the facts, Jack. I had four kids and a wife. And this wife was a pain in the fucking ass. Oh. And, and Dick Goddard used to come on Channel 8 in Cleveland and go... It's gonna be the coldest day of the year, January 29th at minus 29 degrees. And I would say to my ex-wife, um, yeah, they need me in LA. I've gotta do some, you know, and I make up some shit, man, because the company owned a fucking apartment in Beverly Hills. For sure. And it was my apartment. So I didn't want to deal with minus 29 degrees in Cleveland, so yeah. I'd make up some shit and get on a plane and fly to fucking LA, right? For sure. And I would come to the conclusion at some point over Iowa, Kansas, Colorado, who the fuck came up with the idea of cramming a shitload of people into an aluminum tube and shooting them across the goddamn sky at galactic fucking speeds? You know, who came up with this shit? I need a Valium. Oh, shit. And then more than one. I need some whiskey. 
Right. You know, and it, it would freak me out. I'm like, who came up with this goddamn idea? Dude, fucking planes out is like, I'm a fucking big dude. Every row is three seats, dude. And it kill, and you can't like recline anymore. It, it's awful. I fucking hate flying. Every time I get the fattest fucking turd guy <laughs> wants to like sit next to me, and then all of a sudden he ends up sleeping on my fucking shoulder. <laughs> right? And I feel bad to like even like, uh, use the armrests and shit. I, I can't handle it. I don't like to fly, but, uh, I did the drive and way rather would fly. Hey, but man. even flying though, it'll ruin the first two days of my vacation. My ears are all wacky. And I'm all fucked up. You fuck. feel like you're tired or some shit. And why can't you bring drugs on a plane? I know. You, they should encourage drugs on a plane, I think. I, I mean, like, how are you supposed to enjoy yourself at your vacation, like, destination without some drugs?
see that fucking movie Wolf on Wall Street? What's that shit with Leo? Yeah. Fuck yes. That movie was awesome. Oh my god. Listen to me, man. I, I try not to do this, but I gotta tell the truth here, man. There's two dudes. Two dudes. Okay? That started Google. And when Google was little tiny, when Yahoo was the big shit, and Google was little tiny, these motherfuckers bought an old 747. And I was with the universe, man, you know, which we were fucking massive. And they go, do you guys on Friday want to take a ride? Like, a ride? What, like on a donkey? No, we bought a 747. I'm like, you're 19 fucking years old and you bought a 747? Yeah, we call it the party plane. Like, do you dudes want to go? I'll go if you go. Okay, let's go. And we got the fucking 33,000 feet or whatever the fuck it's going on, man. And you look out the window and you realize there are no seats. No seats in this plane. And there's nothing but razor blades, straws, <laughs> and mirrors everywhere you look. And you know who is bringing you white powder? Miss February from Penthouse. Naked. No, she wasn't naked, but... And but did you, you know, see her age? But you want to know what the dot-com boom was like? I was in the middle of it. That's the shit that went on. Yeah. These motherfuckers bought Which a 747, and we flew, like, nowhere. We flew in a fucking circle, snorting cocaine. Hey, why so not? Wolf of Wall Street is not that far off. What actually <laughs> happened? Hey, how about this? For us, like, younger people who don't fucking know, Quaalude. What the fuck is a quaalude? You never did quaalude. Dude, they're not around. First of all, first of all, there's something that I need to teach you. If someone says quaalude, they're a fucking nerd or a narc. Nobody, nobody oh, just says lewd. It's a lewd, okay? It's a lewd. And if, if you're fucked up on coke and you're driving a car, that means you're driving too fast. So you're weaving in and out of traffic and shit. And the line is this. People on lewds should not drive. So remember that. People on lewds should not drive. So have you ever... This is quaaludes. This is what... It's called methaqualine. It was invented to give the fucking horses... So when you put them in a goddamn trailer and take them to the Kentucky Derby, okay, they don't freak out. Okay, that's what methaqualine is. Okay? Quaaludes, right? They had a fucking number on the side of it. You know what the number was? What? 714, baby. When you saw 714, you knew that was a real lewd. And What's well, it comparable to? Okay. Here, I'm about to listen to this shit. Now, you really have to get into this. Anybody listening? And you have to get into this. Okay. Whiskey, beer, wine. Think of it. Tons of it. You have gotten fucked up to the point of... You're about ready to pass the fuck out, okay? You're looking for any old piece of concrete to lay your head. You're about to pass out. Right at that moment, that's a quaver. Right, and it stays right there for four hours. Right when you're ready to pass out drunk. Totally fucked up. Can't walk. No, no motor skills. Doesn't sound like the kind of buzz I like. Well, you know what it's good for? I, I like to be awake. Well, you know what lewds are good for? Did you, did you ever see the movie Scarface? Yes. Okay, Al Pacino, right? Yeah. Great line from that. It's the perfect fucking line. Bitches love to fuck when they're on coke. For some reason, 
A woman loves sex on coke. So you got her all coked out. You fucked her 19 times. You cannot possibly fuck her anymore without shedding the skin on your dick. And you can, the sun's coming up. You can't fuck anymore. And the Scarface line is invoked. Give her a quaalude. She'll love me in the morning. Oh, I thought it was going to be like, say hello to my little friend. Because it's soft now and I can't even fuck anymore, right? So a lewd, okay, you keep that in your pocket when you're coking. Because you've gone 36 fucking hours. I've gone to parties before. This is the truth. I've gone to parties before where they back trucks up like a Ram pickup truck to the doors. The doors and the tailgate were adjacent. There was no getting out of this house. <laughs> and there was an eight ball of Coke on the table. That party was about to fucking rage right. for 48 straight hours. Oh, yeah. Well, after 48 hours, you can't go any farther. You got to crash. Right. But you're edging. And when you edge, you cannot fucking sleep, dude. There ain't no Valium. There ain't hmm. no Xanax. So you know what you take? I leave my kids at home unattended when I go out drinking, but I don't want them to get into trouble. What can I do? I've petitioned Congress to outlaw everything that isn't suitable for children, but they're not listening. Try the Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC. Holy fucking shit! That's right! The Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC monitors television and movies for profanity and replaces it with a convenient similar sounding word. Bumble, are you codfish? Come over here and lick my banana bread. Plus, if your children try to watch gymnastics, women's tennis, or any other softcore pornography, you're sent a text message immediately so you can feel like you're parenting even when you're not. With the Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC, you never have to worry about your children being exposed to profanity, nudity, bestiality, polygamy, drug or alcohol use, mooning, heavy petting, teabagging, attractive teen girls and bikini homosexuality, or science. The Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC. It's time to start editing reality. What's happening, everybody? I appreciate you tuning in. It's Saldi and the Hammer. We are coming to you not from Los Angeles, not from New York City. We are not coming to you in a very cool place in Seattle or the very hot Austin, Texas. This is coming to you from the middle part of America. It's Double D. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. The asshole of the universe. And even worse than that, we have the hammer to my right, who comes from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. And it is Midwest Midnight, the number one podcast on the planet Earth, being brought to you by... Brought to you by... Tom's Bike Baskets. Bike baskets? Have you ever been riding around on your bike and, no. and you decided, hell, I'm going to go to the store. And you, hey, hey, Sam, you need something from the store? Well, hell, how, how are you going to carry it home? Can you bring me this? Well, here's how you're going to carry it home. You're going to talk to Tom from Tom's Baskets for Bikes. He's and, got them. And he will tell you exactly what year the basket was made, not only what year it was made, but when and how to hang your basket from your bike. You know what else he tells you I like? He tells you what color it is. Okay, hell yeah. He also makes the colors. Now, this is brought to you by Tom's Bike Baskets. It's the best basket any basket ever did. <laughs> it's Midwest Midnight with Double D and the Hammer. Hammer, I'll tell you one thing. 
the Super Bowl ended up with the Kansas City Chiefs as the champion. And if I recall, it was one hammer who took the losing team. And the points, the bet was as follows on the next episode of Midwest Midnight. You would tell the most embarrassing thing that you ever did. I, I will tell that it's hammered and lost the fucking bet. So tell me, what is the most embarrassing thing? Pay off your fucking bet, man. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. And let me start off by saying I, I did tell Dave I knew Kansas City was going to win uh-huh, this game. Uh-huh. Hey, but I was feeling very confident until uh-huh. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. but this is a fucking true story. Okay. Man, you just made me think of it. Because right. just like this whole show, nothing is fucking scripted. It's not hey, about a bastard. This is real. So look, I had this girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I was a young guy. Mm-hmm. She was from... She was Polish. She was she Polish. Had, hey, she had this Polish? accent like, oh, I, oh, fuck me. You know what the Polish like, national like, bird hey, is? The hey, Polish I'm national story here. Okay, so right, just shut it okay. down. Right. So what? So me and her were always hot and heavy, and we we always had a great time, right? Wild ass shit. Well, so she had her cousin from Canada Uh-oh. over, who was a blonde, fucking ten, twelve. Okay, I'm grinder or slider. Give me a view. Grinder slice. She was gorgeous. I need a better reference than that. Grinder? Do you grind her hips or is it a slider? I mean, oh no, no, no. She was a grinder. She was listen. She, she was gorgeous. I like me, not a girl. So Don't she's from Canada. You got the Polish girl. Hey, What's going on? Okay, so I'm sitting in my house and she gives me a call and she says, "Hey, me, you, and my cousin are gonna have a threesome." Uh oh. Hey, and I'm like, bet. And they're like, she goes, "We're gonna bring a camera." Uh-oh. Now, this is at, like, 11... Yeah, video of this? No, look, this is at 11 o'clock in the, like, morning, I would call it. Oh, my God. So, look, they tell me this. Uh-oh. They're like, but we're, we're not going to be able to be over until, like, 7 or 8 this evening. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. You know, I'll play it cool, because I want to uh-huh. fuck your cousin anyways, right? So, look, so I sit at home. I'm in the dark. I'm like, oh what do I do? God. What do I do? Watch porn all day? Should I jerk off? So, like, like... I'll fuck yeah, you. Yeah, so hey, you don't come too quick. Right, so I don't come too quick, whatever. So look, dude, it you gets, gotta get some condoms. It gets down to it. And get yeah, down to what? Like it, five o'clock, no, six o'clock. It gets what? down to it. They show up, right? They do. We get in my room. Oh. Are we got other people in the house or just by gets, yourself? Just me. Oh. Everyone gets naked. Okay. Right? They bust the fucking camera out. Uh-oh. Oh boy, cannot get hard. Oh no! Hey, stage fright. I'm not kidding. Stage fright. I, I, here's the thing: is like if it was spur of the moment, I I think things would have been different. Oh, no. thinking about it for fucking eight hours during the day, I swear to God, I I couldn't fucking get it up. Like I don't know if it was what just they the camera. Like say? Well, cousin was disappointed. Oh, well, right. Yeah. She's like, she's like, oh, I came to America to, you know, no, I just want to do with the American. Hey, so, no. And then we sent her fucking back to her house and, Uh-oh. yeah, I banged my girlfriend or whatever. But, like, dude, I will never, ever forget that situation. How old were you? I was probably 21 years old. And you can't get. Hey, it was the anticipation. It was the thought you mean, all day. Couldn't you have a like, French kiss, lesbian well, French kiss? Hey, they were doing hard? more than that, buddy. And you couldn't get hard? What the fuck was I you? don't know what the... Are you sure you I'm don't sure there is video footage of my limp cock 
somewhere, somewhere I out don't, there. I don't, I don't know about that. It was the worst, like, and honestly, I still to this day, like, am mad at myself for that fuck. I'm telling you, Lillian was a okay. dime. Her cousin was fucking amazing. And yeah, well, yeah, that happened. I'll tell you that what, man. Yeah. Oh, and I also wore those women panties, like you said. Here, I'll, no, oh I'm my kidding. god. Actually, that's a myth about entertainers. You always think you meet girls, and you don't, because here I'm in town for nine days, and you don't have time to get to know anybody. And I'm not into that one night thing. I think a person should get to know someone, and even be in love with them before you use and degrade them. I feel sorry for women, I'll tell you why. Because so many men think they're into this kinky sex. And I wouldn't have said that, but six months ago I met a girl and she was taking singing lessons and her coach, 84-year-old guy, you think it'd be the last guy in the world to be weird. But listen to this. He kept wanting her to sing from her diaphragm. I mean, that would take years to learn that. And this doesn't happen very often. About three weeks ago, I met a girl. She was real nice, and she invited me to her apartment. So I went over there, and she had the best pussy I have ever... Oh, now, come on! I'm talking about her cat. Now, that makes me sick right there. can't say anything anymore that people don't take it dirty and I'm sorry that disgusts me that cat was the best fuck I ever had when I was fucking my second wife there's so many times I wanted to say you needed to go talk to your mom and learn how to screw oh I hope she does not catch wind of this podcast oh I hope she does because I had to pay a lot of fucking alimony, okay? And remember, if you'd like to learn one of life's most valuable secrets, just send $20 to the announcer in care of this station. And by return mail, you'll receive your very own copy of the exciting one-and-a-half-page book entitled Why You Should Never Send Some Guy 20 Bucks Just Because He Asks You To Over the Radio. Listen, this is, um, there's a large large chance there's a bunch of people out there that know who Double D is. Because for 15 years of my life, you guys don't know this out there because you're not from Cleveland, but I got out of the fucking bed, dude, every day, 67,000 people were waiting. I had to perform in front of 67,000 people for four hours, okay? That was my fucking life. Right. All right. Well, these well, were... Now, twice. listen, man, I was going through my second divorce, okay? Who, by the way... My ex-wife is the general manager of the largest Shh. newspaper in Ohio. Fuck her. I don't give a shit. She's about to fucking rat I don't house. give a shit. You know what? That bitch has been married seven fucking times. Hey, well, come when on. When you've been married seven know. times, something's wrong with you, cunt. You yeah. need to find something like a psychiatrist or a sedation. One way or the other. I'm going through my second divorce. This bitch, Michelle. I mean, we're not talking uh, 7.5, but we're definitely talking 6.2. Okay, and she's got a friend, and they're big fans of Double D, and I'm rocking and jocking and on uh, all this shit, man. And hand to God, swear to God, the next time you listen to somebody on the radio, remember this. Hand to God, man, I was afternoon drive, 2 to 6. I came into work like one forty-five in the afternoon, left at 7.15 in the night, man. At 5 o'clock, the fucking salespeople evacuate the building. 
Secretaries, evacuate the building. General manager, sales manager. Everyone's gone, man. So for the one hour from five until six, it was all hell broke loose. And I had, I swear this is true, a threesome on the air, live in front of 67,000 people as I did my show. And I got hard. Can you get an boy for that? Hey, I've been in these situations before and it worked then, but I don't know. It was just eight hours of thinking about it beforehand. It fucked me up. Honestly, oh. it was like, oh, hey, I thought about every fucking scenario of like, are these, are they going to get down together? Because they are like straight up cousins or, I mean, every fucking scenario went through my head. But look, I've been there. I fucking, whatever. Oh. Hey, who cares? That's what fucking I'll happened I'll tell you what, man. Um, here's the situation. When you look at something hey, like that, yes, I said, now listen, hey, when I said that something in like the dark that, after that, and I was like, questioned my whole sexuality. Like, no, we, you, that's exactly I, where I was going. Fucking gay, I was like, bro. Like, don't I, worry about it. Oh my it. God, you might hey, be man, gay and you don't even know about it. happens like, to what everybody. The fuck? You're a fucking what is human being. You're a human being. That's what it is. You're a human being. You know? Yeah, 21 years old. Hey, did you make up for it, though? I mean, did you hit a threesome sometime in the future? You just bang the living yeah. shit out of the bitches? Well, yes. Well, keep that in mind and quit well, fuck yeah, thinking yeah. of the... There was, there was something different about that. There was, it, it was fucked up. Really? But anyways, here we are recording Maybe it was a smell. Maybe it was a Canadian smell. <laughs> recording in Dad's garage. What? Here we go. Yeah, we're in Dad's garage. We got no fucking shame at all. How, hey, but and it's, it's, it's Detroit. It's Detroit, hey. and it's the middle of the night, and it's February. It's fucking cold, folks. Hey, it's cold as shit in here. Like, but it doesn't. The nice thing about it is, is your malt liquor does not get warm. Hey, Saint Ives Malt Liquor, looking for a sponsor. Being brought to you by Saint Ives Malt Liquor and Mister T's Methamphetamine. Everybody, the fool. You ever want to clean your ex-wife's trunk at midnight? <laughs> it's Mister T's Methamphetamine. <laughs> Hey, so I'm sitting back thinking the other day. You know, when you get in those weird funks, you just sit back and you think. And then all of a sudden, like. Try not to do that, no, man. No, well, obviously, I, I'm the most naive motherfucker there is. You are? I just purposely am that way. But look, Chris, so first once I, me, once I start thinking about, like, serious shit, I'm like, whoa, it's oh, getting too serious. serious. No, don't do So serious. all of a sudden, my mind will drift, and it's like this. It's like, think about things like uh, people's names, like. What, hey, that fucking parent was fucked up for naming their kid this name, yeah. actually. Or this. How about this? Yeah. The other day, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, yeah. straight up. Yeah. How the fuck? Like, organs, eating five fingers on our hands. Yeah. Who the fuck, obviously God, whatever, but, like, knew that, oh, you were going to need five fingers on each hand as opposed to uh, ten fingers on each hand, or... Like the little weird fucking things that that I can think of, like you're uh, too much. No, that's why like, your dick is soft. Like, you ever thought about that? Like, yeah, fucking, I thought about it. You know, honestly, like, and hey, you know what I did? Who the fuck was I like? Some mess. Hey, uh, a belly button. A yeah, belly button. Hey, we're gonna make these things right. Like, fuck dinosaurs. Get rid of them. We're gonna make these things now. Like, we're gonna call it a human, and they have to have two nipples, even if they're a guy. Or they're a girl. But they must have two nipples. That is a little weird. And it's like, no, just even the littlest fucking things, like, about the human anatomy, thinking about it, like, how the fuck do we come to this conclusion that 
or whoever was the creator, maker, whatever you believe in, like that said, hey, eyelashes. They need fucking eyelashes. Like they could be trapped in the desert one time, and sand could get in their eyes without eyelashes or eyebrows. What purpose does an no, eyebrow shit. right there fucking serve? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. Hey, or how about this? Well, they got a mouth to breathe out of, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's give them a nose too, so they can right. breathe through like well, two options that you know they can what? breathe. But I can't smell with my mouth. I beg to differ. Really? Have you ever tasted something that you, you're like, oh my God, I can fucking like... Gummy bears. Smell it. Gummy bears. Like, oh boy. No, you know what? My first wife, oh, she God, did a lot and that's the way she was. Hey, I'll tell you the trick to that. I'll tell you the trick. Any of the fellows that are watching. So, you, you know, you go down... Hey, vinegar? No, you go down on your old lady Aww. and like, hey, she wasn't ready or whatever. So, my trick has always been to get the sh- nasty shit off of your tongue, you just lick their inner thighs, where it's kind of like prickly, maybe a little hair, oh. and it takes it off Dude. of your tongue. Oh my god, you're ransom! <laughs> you fucking know, but, people but are then insane. you go like this, you like kind of like men. put a little spit on your fingers and you go like this, and it'll feel oh like you're. <laughs> no wonder we invented rock and roll in Cleveland. <laughs> Jesus, you people right, are insane. You want to go on and debate about that? Look, you, you want to say, oh, the. NFL Football Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. Rock and roll is oh, in Cleveland. It's like, don't hey, start because listen, you're going to lose. There, you're going to hey, lose. Hey, what a what a better place to store all of our, like, uh, history landmarks than in a fucking the boringest motherfucking flat plain town there is in the flat entire plane. country. Like, flat hey, plain? Well, hey, they're like this. Well, this isn't fair. Nobody will come to our state. And they're like, all right, fuck you. We'll give you a couple of uh, little uh, things. And, and maybe little people, things. people okay. come visit. Wait a second. Hold <laughs> on. A little bit. The most in- then again, hey, it's only on the way let me ask you this. or down. Let me ask you this. South. What's the most intense thing man has ever done? Fly. Fly like a bird. Fly. Wright Brothers. Ohio. What's the highest achievement? God. Highest achievement mankind has ever achieved. Um, walking on the moon. Neil Armstrong, Ohio. Hey, what's the most intense? What's the most intense art ever? Rock music. What's the most yeah, intense? It, it is. What's the most intense, intense sport ever? Professional golf. football. Ohio. We are what intense is. Out of here with that Ohio boy. We are what intense is. I don't know what that fucking means. Hey, go blue. That's go that's blue. Like Sixty-two to ten. Does that number mean hey, sixty-two hey, to ten? Tattoo gate. Fucking cheating. Up 62 and down. Lined up and down the motherfucker. To Tell me why a black country like Ohio can't get a good 40, basketball 50, team. Sixty-two. And you had how many? You had ten. Sixty-two ten. That's what it was. Yeah. Hey, how's your Michigan hey, State football doing? Be, uh, how's your Michigan State football doing? Ann, don't ask me how my Michigan State football is doing. It's Michigan, right? No, no, I'm a fan. We have Ohio State. State. I'm fan, Wolverine fan. Well, then you're I'm not a suck state up of Michigan fucking fan. Why do you dudes not like Michigan State here? They're a fine school, no, man. It's not like that. They've always been this a is gymnastic shit where they tried oh, to screw the little gymnastics now. Girl, Look, That man. was fucked up. But, like, but that is where it is. You can say it's always been a fucking joke. That's another thing. Now, Antonio turned them into irrelevant. Who? Antonio. Okay. Now, where did he come from? Respect. Uh, God, I he was defensive coordinator for Bill Belichick when he was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Go right ahead. Hey, that's great. How did Bill Belichick do when he was a Cleveland Browns head coach? Not that, actually. He made the playoffs. 
Hey, wait, didn't they disappear after Belichick? Yeah, you know why? You know why? Because of Bill Belichick. We hated Bill Belichick so bad. We hated Bill Belichick. (laughs) I can remember being in a trailer. This is how they did press conferences back then. They had a fucking trailer inside of the tunnel of Cleveland Municipal Stadium. And there was 280 fucking fans that used to scream, Bill must go! And the fucking place would rock back and forth. That's how bad we hated Bill Belichick. Which is unbelievable. Which is unbelievable. Well, it can be unbelievable or not. I was in the media. I was in the trailer. I got in a fucking screaming match when security guards had to separate me and Bill Belichick. Listen, he's an asshole, but he gets the motherfucking job done. I mean, like, you can't, like, disagree with that. I can't. And that pisses me off. I cannot disagree with it. I can't. But, but, the fact of the matter is, when he was with Cleveland, he was kind of still figuring out how to fuck up and how not to fuck up. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what he was doing. But the right. fact of the matter is, the man made the playoffs. Right. Man made the playoffs. Listen to this shit. The Cleveland Browns are five and two and leading their central division. Five and two. Bill Belichick cut the starting quarterback, Bernie Kosar. Bro, how about who is from Cleveland? There was a running back for New England. Five and two. He covers 30 quarterbacks. Running back for New England Patriots. I forget his first name, but his last name was Gray. He went and he had a 220-yard game. The next week, he showed up late for one practice. Bill Jack cut his fucking ass oh, from the fucking Cozart. team. Cozart. Yeah, that's uh, exactly hey, the same thing. I'm sorry, right. I want to start a new subject here. And this okay. is for all the like, younger people here. All right. Hey, and I'll is, sit hey no, this is honest. I got that. No, I need to ask you. Let me hear we all know how traditions come back, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, when I was in, like, middle school and shit, chicks were wearing, wearing bell-bottoms. Well, that was way back in the day. Really? So let me let me just ask you. Uh-huh. Back in the day. Yes. Were, okay. were like, goatees the thing? Where did no, the mustache no, fucking face no, come from? Because no, no, still, no. the mustache face isn't all picking right, up man. with the younger yeah. generations. Okay. I just want to ask. Here's the honest-to-God truth, man. I mean, straight up. Um, when I was a young man, I was scared shitless because when I was in eighth grade, they put me on a stage and they paid me cash and it kept going ninth grade, 10th grade. Then they put me in a real big band and I was even more scared. And my hero was a dude in black Sabbath. Tom Selleck. No, the dude in black Sabbath, the two bands that we loved in Cleveland with black Sabbath and Judas Priest. There was a dude in black Sabbath named Tony Iommi who was a great guitar player, but he wasn't very good. Do you understand what I'm saying? When he was a great guitar player, but he wasn't very good. Sure. He was the guy who would come up the very simple riffs, you know? But he didn't have the capability to do Eddie Van Halen. And he had a mustache just like mine. I'm not asking you that's personally. Why, that's why I have a mustache. Back in the day... I can't tell you why some other dude had a mustache. No, I'm telling you no, why. Back back I have a mustache. Full facial beards. Well, that's a thing. That's, like nowadays, that, that's fucking wasn't ever back in your day. Yeah, Cheech and Chong, man. Cheech and Chong was absolutely huge. I'm just saying, like the mustache thing is like. Honestly, you take like a younger dude like me, and if I just rock the mustache, I would feel like fucking funny. Like people would like fucking like roast me for doing that, right? Why? But older dudes can get away with with the mustache. But you're also talking about different styles of mustache, like Clark Gable kind of mustache looks fucking stupid it's like a pencil 
You know, no, okay, the, nobody's yeah, rocking that. But, but I mean, but like, back in 1928, that was the shit or whatever. You right. Know? So my mustache is modeled after Tony Iommi, a Black Sabbath. Dig it? Okay. So people have like the Cheech and Chong mustache. You ever see Cheech? That motherfucker's yeah, got a goddamn squirrel. He's got a squirrel. Dude, they yeah. keep trying to like revitalize Cheech and Chong too. Like I, I heard him on like a, a uh, the radio the other day. They're fucking funny. God damn, I was in that shit, man. I never had no dope like that before in my life, man. That's the heaviest shit I ever smoked, man. I mean, I smoked a lot of shit before, man. But goddamn, man, that's heavy shit. You okay? I can't breathe. What's your man? I can't breathe, man. We just. Well, here, hey, man. Oh. Hey, hey, I got something to mail you out, man. You're just freaking oh, out. Here. here. I never smoked no shit like that before. Take these, what? man. Take these. This will what mail this? you out, man. What is this, man? I'm just taking them, man. Oh. Hey, hey, don't take those, man. What? I almost gave you the wrong shit, man. Hey, man, I already took them, man. Shit, man. You just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Hey, man, I never had no acid before, man. He's hope you're not busy for about a month. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna die, man. That stuff's gonna make me die, oh, man. man. No, that's good acid. Hey, man, man. I never had it before, man. That's gonna hey, make me die. Well, that's gonna make me freak no, out, man. man. I've seen those guys walk around my neighborhood no, had too man. many acid, man. Their head looks like a pumpkin like that, man. Hey, mellow out, man. I know you didn't get into acid that much, but I probably I dated well, actually lived with a psychiatrist, and she was fascinated with how many trips on LSD I did. Well, because psychiatrists love LSD they, and the things that it can uh, it show. We sat down with a calendar one time and found out that I did not took hits. I'm talking about trips because trips last days seven hundred and twenty, seven hundred and twenty fucking trips on LSD. Yeah. So when Chong would act like he was on acid, he should have got a fucking Academy Award because that's exactly no. The motherfucker probably was on acid though. He's he's a huge advocate for Justin. You cannot do that. But you cannot take. Are you telling me and do and fucking like as a young guy? Like uh, when I figured out that the weed that they were actually smoking in like Cheech and Chong or like any of these movies was not was not real. I was like. What? This is fucked so up. So that's why Chong should get an Academy Award. No, he acted hey, like he was on acid and it was accurate. I will truly say, and even Joe Rogan will, will say it. Who? He's like, who the fuck is Joe Rogan? <laughs> Either way. What the hell did is he that like do? Having like a mind-altering experience? No, no, will hell on, stop. Who's Joe Rogan? Man. Hey, he's the number one podcast. I don't give a fuck. Who, hey, no, who no, is don't, Joe Rogan? Don't talk shit about Joe Rogan. He's the fucking man. But how, how did you actually listen and listen? You know what? You know what trips me out about you dudes? What the fuck did Kim Kardashian or any of the Kardashians ever do? They're famous for being famous. Is that Joe Rogan? Is he famous because he's famous? No. What else did he do? Well, you remember Fear Factor? Where they ate bugs and shit? He was the host of that back in the day. He makes $31 million hey, a year doing a podcast you know, because hey, he hosted a fucking show where they ate cockroaches. No, no, do you know what he does now? Oh, my God. Listen, this month. Oh, hey. your generation makes America proud, Justin. I don't know why you're yelling so much, but you're probably fucking up it's all the, the shit. It's the fucking malt liquor. No, no, listen. He also is the motherfucking re- ringside announcer for... MMA okay, or UFC since it began. Well, that's hey, and not only that. that, he put himself into fucking training. He's a master 
He's like a black belt motherfucking okay, I can respect uh, martial that. artist. Can you say that. No, he's a bad motherfucker. Okay, I he's a world class that. hunter. That's, cool. That's very Dude, cool. And like a world class what? Hunter. Hunter? Yes. That's what? Cunt? Well, I'm sure he pulled a lot of cunt before he. But what does he hunt? Animals. Although, obviously, what kind of fucking animals? Anything you can think of. Is he like Donald J. Trump where he pays some dude to run a fucking rhinoceros back at him? Listen, before Donald J. Trump was president, not you that fucking, dude, like fucking boy. Hey, you ever heard of this one? Uh, <laughs> it's actually on Drew and Mike. Fucking nerds. Cocksucker. Yeah. Alright, get out of here with your political shit. I'm, I'm not saying, doing any political hey, before shit. He was any president dude who pays somebody to run a rhinoceros back at him and then shoot it and then stand over it and say, I, I'm a hunter. <laughs> hey, listen, don't tell me you never made some uh, sweet little intern watch you jerk off no. you know, before, you, no. like, before you went on a show. Like, no. Where the fuck do these guys get no. off? Like, hey, hey, no, I don't want to bang you. No, ew, ew. Dude, I want you to watch me jack off and, and, in a plant? And then finish. In a plant? That gets me off. And actually, actually, you can grab my cock, but I need to move your arm because I need to be in charge here. Hey, <laughs> listen, man. I've held, I've held editor-in-chief, program director, general manager. I've had over 200 fucking interns in my life. It never fucking occurred to me to tell some college sophomore to stand there. I mean, my God, are you out of your motherfucking mind? You don't do that. Yeah, but were you like... You don't do that, Justin. Weren't you, you like... You gotta be mentally fucking ill. If weren't you, you like, hey, I see you no, got I two wasn't. nipples, so do I. No. You know what yes. I was doing? I, 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 why we have two nipples? I mean, who fucking knows? I'm a guy. You know what you just you said? milk my tits. You, you said veteran. It's not spelled that way. It's veteran, okay? It's not veterinary. I don't remember saying okay? that you know, so, But that's what you say to interns. Okay, you work. That's what you do. Oh, scare the fuck out of them. Yes, with English, right. not, not with your cock. I would be like, hey, I mean, th- th- I mean can I? Wine scene is fucking weird. Okay, Wait, no, no, I mean, yeah, he's just a mental fucking weirdo. Well, no, and that's what I'm trying to say is like, like most dudes are like, if they're gonna take advantage of their power, they're like, oh, I'm gonna bang her, oh. whatever. He's like, no, no, nobody touched me. I'm gonna jack myself off. You just watch, honey. Oh my God, you sit there and watch like. How fucking weird. Uh, okay, I mean, like, well, I guess. I'll tell you what. Here's the opposing side. There, This is the old double D axiom. There can never be a top without a bottom. So you're never always right, and you're never always wrong. So if we take this attitude of Weinstein's a shithead, okay, and Michigan State and the gymnastics shit, there must be another side to it, right? So you say, I've got Naomi Watts, or what is, is that her name? Um, the Watts... Actress, you know, that's in the trial. She's like gorgeous as shit. And when she was 24, 24, oh. years, 24 years old, you imagine what she looked like. So the opposing side, not that I'm endorsing it, but I gave one point of view. So I got to give another point of view. Okay. It says, this is probably one of the most beautiful women who ever walked the face of the planet. So I will give Weinstein that. The other side of the Michigan State Gymnastics is they're not wearing any clothes. They should be wearing more clothes. They're just 14 years well, old. I'm a father of a daughter. Hey, I'd Put like to, some clothes I'd on. like to exclude the so gymnastic shit. I want to say the other side of, say, the Harvey Weinstein shit is that most of these women did agree to do the act to yeah. get the $20 you're million right. dollar you're role. Right. You're like, right. They knew what they were doing, right? You're like, right. Like, hey... 
Like, uh, what do they say? Like, oh, Dave, you were on the radio for 30 years? Whose dick did you suck? Right. I mean, like, that's right. that's for real. Unfortunately, even if you're a talented hey. actor, actress, whatever, but, like, they did do it willingly. They weren't forced to do those things, but it's still fucked up. But Don't you know wrong. what? I can give you a unique perspective on that. I'm guilty. I'm absolutely fucking guilty. Listen to this shit. I have worked at radio stations. I worked Austin, Texas, fucking Atlanta, Georgia, uh, New York, all over, man. And came back home to Cleveland where I built KVX, right? My very first job in radio, this motherfucker was as gay as you could possibly imagine. Flagrantly gay, okay? And he was coming on to me at 19 years old like you couldn't believe, man. And I played it as a fag. I played it. You know why? How hard Because it was my first job. I needed to break in, man. And if he would have asked you, would he ever touch me? Did he ever touch me? No. Would you have done it? No, he never touched me. He never fucking told me about screwing some guy in the ass or something. Right. But I played it. I used it. I needed a break, Justin. No, I was 19 hey, years old. I mean, it's like he was flagrantly gay. I mean, so I'm just as guilty. Pretty sure you did. I'm just as gay. No, just as gay. No, just as gay. I hear it. Right? I hear you, but at the same time, it's like, uh, it's just fucked up. I I've, mean, worked, really, I've worked at radio stations and looked around and said, I'm the only straight fucking guy in this whole goddamn place. Well, you know how hard, bad it hurt me? Like when I heard like uh, Tommy Lee Jones of... Uh, the actor? No, not Tommy Lee Jones. Who the used drummer to for bang Bob fucking Bob. Pam Anderson? For the drummer for Bob he Bob sucks Bob. dicks too. Like, oh my like, god! Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, he just but after you have so you much, see that fucking video with after him? you have so much sex that with like bitches hung like, like shit like that. You, I guess like you like some of these dudes like get bored and they just need like more of a fucking like different thing or whatever oh which is wild to me right like he's like the most macho dude I here think let of. me ask you a real question right now to All you, right. to you. Right. say yeah your job uh-huh. okay was uh-huh. a bouncer at a titty bar okay okay seven days a week I like it hey seven days a week mm-hmm. for the past I'll, I'll start at 15 years seven oh days a week God. for 15 years oh my hey, god the smell. Hey, hey the no, smell. no, no. Do you get sick of tits? You know what? Yeah. I think you do. But, you but one, let, me, let me take you one step further. How about if you're a gynecologist and you go home? See all that. Oh, oh, and you go home and you're like, oh my God, I've been doing this all fucking day. I don't want to see it again, man. Would you be gay? Or would you just become like abstinent? Right. Like, this is awful. I don't want to go. Dude, there. you know how much nasty motherfucking shit is that hey, see. You know, you listen, uh, my first marriage, my we, she's like, well, let's go to counseling. The biggest thing was he won't talk. You know why he won't talk? Because you know what he does for a paycheck? He talks right. all day long. So when I come home, I don't want to sit and talk because that's what I do for a living. Right. So, well, I'll say that. Well, let's just be honest. Like, hey, hell, we're on here, Dave, but we're not expressing our, like, emotions and shit. Like, a a woman wants to, like, hear you fucking, like, like, talk and, like, express your emotions. And I get it, like, and, but look, when your man, man. when your man gets silent, when your bitch mouth, it's not because he doesn't care, it's because it's, like, it's because he's plotting your fucking murder. That's why he's silent. No, but as far as, like, for me, it's, like, I, 
want to avoid confrontation with my woman at all costs. I just want things to be like hunky dory. Now we all know that's in a make believe fairy tale nice land. Guy, Justin. But like when your boy don't like argue back with you, like take it for like take it for like like he just is going to listen to you and let you feel like you're right or whatever and like just accept that. Don't what fucking bitch at him. Like, no, don't bitch at him. Like you don't, don't fucking care. Hey, you got malt liquor over there. You need more. Hey, Drink hey, some more malt. I'm on a tangent here, but it's true. Like fucking like why fucking fight all the time? Like what's the point of being miserable? Like aren't we all here to just like be happy and like enjoy each other? What the fuck are you talking I'm about? I'm talking about feelings. Guys. Are you my fucking real fucking feelings? Are you on dope? Give me some. Jesus Christ, dude, you know what, here's the deal, this is called Midwest Midnight, you know why it's called Midwest Midnight? Because that's when I cry the most under my blanket. I would believe it at this point. Yes. You sit quietly while some bitch wails you? You sit quietly? Well, after a while, yes, I mean, like, do it. At some point, don't you, like, go for the butcher knife? No. Jesus Christ! Sweet you know what? I'm a you millennials, you know what the bitch wants? She wants you to go for the butcher knife. She's asking you to go for the butcher knife. She wants to see a real man. If you sit there quietly, butcher. she doesn't respect you. No, you just fuck her in the bed and, and make her shop.
cheap, dirty deeds and the thunder cheap, dirty deeds and the thunder cheap. Concrete tubes, cyanide, TNT, thunder cheap. Midnight with a hammer and double D. It's been a spirited discussion here in the middle part of America. We appreciate you tuning in. I tell you what, Hammer, I've had some things happen in my life. Some things good, some things bad. Springtime's just around the corner. What do you feel like in 2020? What, what do you see in the future, man? What, what do you feel reality's bringing to us? What's rolling down the road, man? Hey, you know what, Dave? I truly appreciate you asking me how I feel. You know, that's very nice. It's unusual because usually I'm an asshole and I don't care. Well, and nobody else really cares. But you know what? Honestly, I am excited for like spring to turn around. Like, really, uh, football season, especially with my son. I won't go into that too much. That's cool. But no, honestly, like in 2020, what, what I would like to happen is I'd like to find him. And I like to find what? I want to find success. I, I want to be great at something that doesn't involve me working nine to five, doesn't involve me making everybody else rich. Yeah. While well, I just like barely hang on. Yeah. Like honestly, like obviously it's been my goal every year of my life since yeah. I've been able to Big work. Cat. But like honestly, I feel like uh I don't know. I just feel like I just want to be successful, no matter what it is. If it's a great job, what's success? <clears throat> how do you define that? How I define success I mean, for the hammer, not for everybody else, for you. How I define success is is uh, just feeling like happy with my life, feeling confident in in the things I do, and actually money. Enjoy- is it money? Well, no, I won't even go that route. I'll just say actually, even enjoying. What I do or, or where I am, not okay. Like me personally, I'm not a stressful guy. I don't you know? I do not stress. Right. I when I said earlier, I like to be naive. It's true. I, I found like I'm not a psychiatrist. I haven't had to see one, but like I have found that by being naive, by not overthinking shit, I don't stress out. Now that is my pure. greatest. That's pure. That is my greatest like uh, fault. Though it, it makes me a uh, last minute guy, and I'm always late. But you know what? That's pure. That. It's but pure. But I'll tell you one thing: is like I'm always smiling. I'm always happy. That. That's the truth. And look, I, I won't say and I want to maintain. People take you, man. People really like you. I won't say I want to maintain that double D, but I want to like take that and make it better. Whenever people like me, something's gone terribly wrong. I want people to fucking hate me, man. No, hey, no, dude, listen to me. When I first did the shit that I did, I realized there was dudes that just wanted to fucking hang around me because of this, because of that. And then, as time went on, 
they can hang editor-in-chief or program director, general manager, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, it's Dick's communication. It is Trogden Publishing. It is E-Universe. I'm the whore. Right. They're selling me. Right. Dave Dial. And you know, when you're making that big buck, I should walk they're around. making ten times more right. on your head. Right. I should walk around with a bed mattress strapped on my back right because I'm a whore hey but at the same time that's what they sold at the same time Double D you definitely don't don't I've ever been successful you definitely don't want people to hate you and I'll tell you why because in your line of work that you were in if people hated you nobody would listen to your show I don't give a shit and let me no Yes, I really, honest do. to God, don't give a shit. Yes, you fucking do, because you know why? You would check the ratings every fucking time. My, it wasn't for my Dick's agent. communication. My agent would No, that was for you and your fucking ego. That my, hey. wife, my wife used to sit down with the goddamn ratings book because she wanted to know how many people listen to her husband. But you know what? Here's this. I'll give you a little key to success, and that's for all these people listening out there. If you're fucking worried about that shit and you're concentrating on that shit... You've lost the horizon. You've lost the art. Well, hey, you cannot fucking worry about whether people are listening to you well, or whether you're popular. Because if you do, you will be unpopular. Look, I will agree in a with moment's that notice. notion. I will agree with that. But let me debunk you gotta be that. true, man. Let me debunk that. In all honesty, you do. You want people to like you. Now, will you go out of your way to make people like you? No. Okay, but the the simple fact is that we're only humans, right? So why are we doing what we, we're doing? So look, if you can't be happy with, I'm just making everybody else rich, and I'm taking the shit out of the stick, at least you could take pride in knowing that, hey, well, I still have all these like viewers, listeners, that listen to me because... They, they dig me. It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter who I work for, what I do. Yes, yes, Dave. Like honestly, even the podcast here. I've told you from the beginning. I go. I, I don't care if anybody listens to it because I enjoy uh, fucking doing it. You're taking the opposite route as opposed to being like uh, uh, big headed or uh, cocky. Like yeah, of course everybody loves me. No, oh, you're, you're taking the fuck, opposite man. approach. You're going. I don't give a fuck. Oh, what you think is appealing to other people. But it's it, it's not. But, but here's the deal, okay? Here's the situation and the honest facts. You want to go and pull up the Arbitron ratings? It's not like I can lie about this shit. If you should lie, you should be a veterinarian or a nurse or something, man, because you can lie about that shit. When you lie, make sure that you can cover your tracks. Arbitron ratings are data that is sitting there. Go pull up the fucking numbers, man. Every goddamn day I got out of bed, five days a week, 67,000 people would listen to me. And I would not, I would walk down the hallway of the fucking radio station and the salespeople and the secretaries and the sales managers and the engineers, they would look away because it's Dave. And they would say, don't talk to him, he's an asshole. Well, in that case... Hey, it's okay. But tell me this, Dave. If there was another dude on the radio during your time slot, would he have the same numbers? Go ahead. Be big-headed. But. About it. But the fact of the matter. No, 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 no. I want a fucking yes or no answer. I can't answer that question simply because I can't do that dude's show. I can only do my show, man, the best I can do it. Okay, hey. When you would have to miss a day, 
and somebody filled in for you, right? Would it still have the same numbers? Well, when people fall off. That was a big deal because here's the thing: <laughs> I used to do shit. This is a this is a good secret. When you have a contract, okay, and they've got to pay you this amount of money, period. That's a contract. I used to do shit on the radio for one reason and one reason only. Suspend me. Suspend my ass. Give me a three-day suspension. I want to take three days off, man. You know? So I would get two lesbians making out on the phone while I play Blue Oyster Cult, and in the background, very vague, in the left channel was a porn movie playing. I would push the yeah. general manager to where he had to suspend me. You do not stay on the air as long as you did. If people won't like you, so fuck you. But I will, I will, on the other hand, like we did earlier, I will say, you probably have a point. We have a guy in Detroit. He's on Sports Radio. His name is Mike Valeni. Right. Now, he's not from Detroit. He's from New York. He, when he, he, spe- when he speaks yeah. about the this Detroit cool. Lions, right. he says, your team. Right. He... He's not against Detroit sports, but everyone knows these are not his favorite teams, but he covers our teams, right? And That's t- cool. I'll tell you what. I like it. I'll I tell you what, though. He, I feel like he has that same approach as yeah. what you're trying to right. say. And he is the number one sports fucking radio uh, show on that whole fucking channel. I work for this massive company named Dick's Communications that owned many, many radio stations. And in this one building had five radio stations. One of them was a sports radio station. That was the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns base station. As in, they were the flagship. I was the voice of the Cleveland Browns when you heard, you know, we pause now for station identification. It was Dave's voice that came right. up. Right. You okay. would read real and fast. I, and, and... I was the host of the pregame. Okay? Right. However, my main job was on KVX playing rock and roll as the afternoon jack. Right. Okay. When Art Modell announced that he was moving the Cleveland Browns to the Baltimore area, right, I went over to QKT, which was a 52,000-watt powerhouse, Cleveland, Akron, Canton, Columbus. We booked in all of them. This thing was massive, okay? And I said on the air... John Myers and Mike Breckenridge were doing sports talk, okay, afternoon drive, when, when the news broke, and I said, okay, folks, here's what we need to do. We need to find our model, and we need to light him on fire. <laughs> and there was people, I'm talking about 260 people, that showed up at the radio station with lighter fluid, torches, and guess who else showed up? The Sheriff's Department. The Cleveland Police Department. Thank you. And then, guess who showed up? Dick's communication lawyers. With their briefcases and their ties to say that the First Amendment said that Dave Dial can say anything that he wants to say. So the whole shit was going on while I was losing my chimpanzee shit on the air because the Cleveland Browns were moving. After that, after that, bud, my ratings went up 30%. Right. And that was simply because... I freaked the fuck out. It's show business. Okay, but that was not show business. Dave, why your ratings went up? It's because you were genuine. Like, in that moment, you said what you shouldn't have said. But let me say... The sheriff every, wanted to arrest me. Every time you say dicks, communications, D-I-X. Dicks. I can we work for a bunch of dicks. All I can think was, I mean, like, 
Dick's communications. Look it up hey, on the internet. Hey, no. Were they like real round or like more lengthy? Well, D-I-X, Dick's Communications, went on the air in 1947. Right, but I, I, what would you say, like Popkin? Well, or like, all I can say is there was a dude who came in one time, and they said his name was like Raymond Dix, and he was the chairman of the board. And he came into the studio when I was on the air with the mic open. That means the red light's on. That means you came in my studio when 67,000 people were listening to me. And I turned the mic off and turned around to this fat fuck who owned, not the station, Dick's Communications, and I said, Get the fuck out of my studio! (laughs) Now! And that cocksucker turned around and walked out. Well, I scared the shit out of him. What that tells me is he probably had like a chode, like a tuna can, as opposed to like, uh... You know what he told the general manager, Ken Nemeth? You know what he told him? What? Don't ever fire that guy. He's really serious about his job. <laughs> oh yeah. He didn't care that it was the owner. Right. I walked in in the middle of it and I shouldn't have. So right. it was almost like it was a test, you know? Hell so yeah. being an asshole actually made me more popular with the company power. Hey, well yeah, being like a fucking like powerhouse. All right, look, before we end the show, I, I got to ask you a question, ready? All right. Here we go. We got 30 cows. 30 cows. In a field. Uh Uh-huh. 28 chickens. Okay. How many didn't? How many didn't? Well, this is one of those things, folks, where Hammer always, always, always tries to twist the LSD, cocaine, addle-minded disc jockey. 28 don'ts. In fact, my answer is as follows. I do not know. I don't it's know. Easy. I thought you were a fucking like whiz kid. Oh, I am. Hey, if a anybody whiz can kid. answer this, email us. Hey, you can email us. No, at, say it again. Hey, thunderj seven nine one seven at gmail dot com. Tell what me the answer again? to this. Well, this is thirty cows in the field. Okay. Twenty eight chickens. Okay. How many didn't? Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Midwest Midnight, the number one podcast on the planet. Oh, shit! It's with the hammer and double D. We appreciate you. Don't answer the door, And make Ma. sure you keep tuned right here for the next edition of Midwest you Midnight loser with in your double D father. and the hammer. Please! Drop it! This is the end Beautiful friend This is the end My own